Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the 365 Message Center Show. Today, we're going to be talking about SharePoint site templates and not the PowerShell kind, customized backgrounds in uh, Microsoft Teams Mobile, and we're going to be talking about how you can use your business account in Microsoft Search to earn Bing rewards. The following episode was recorded live on YouTube. Check out our website at messagecenter.show for all of our episodes. Did you just say cha-ching with Bing? I did. I did. I think it has a ring to it. Just to keep with the rhyme and alliteration. <sighs> Try hard much? I can't wait till we get to that segment to, to talk about it because it's interesting. It, sh it should be fun. Hello, everyone. We're here to help you plan for change, you know, help you fix your breaks and stay informed. Oh, come on. You've got to take a look at the sticker again, Daniel. No, I, I know myself. what it says. I'm just, I, I just don't, I'm trying to make it flow. I don't know. I'm okay. so happy to be here, people. So I really am. I'm not joking. That wasn't sarcasm or at all. I'm, I'm excited. Oh, I believe you. I believe so you. We're going to kick it off with this really fun update. This is SharePoint Site Templates MC249248. When I say SharePoint Site Templates, and we're talking about modern, okay, then for those of you that have dealt with them at all, the first thing that's going to come to your mind is PowerShell, because mm. that's how you can do it. And it's really the only way you could do it. Uh, with PNP, and you apply a template. Well, now, Microsoft is going to enable uh, in the UI being able to apply templates to your site, to your SharePoint Modern site. Targeted release. So, and this is interesting because we're going to talk about this a little bit later, but targeted release selected users and targeted release organizations rolling out late April to mid-May and then a standard release rollout mid-May to late June. Um, this is uh, really, like I said before, it, it, PowerShell has been the way to do this. And so it kind of limits you to those that, you know, are, are either familiar with PowerShell or if you can enable them with a script, which is something I have done for some power users. But it just it's like it, bringing it f to the UI is going to be so much better um, mm. being able to apply to a template to a new site. So if you're, you know, visiting a new site uh, for the first time, then you as an owner, a site owner, then you're going to be prompted, hey, do you want to select from this image gallery on and uh, this uh, template gallery, sorry, to select uh, a template? But you hey, can Daniel Christian. Yes. So you said when you visit the site, the new site, is this during creation, when you're saying create new site, or yeah. once the site is created, you apply the template. Right. So it's it's kind of the same thing. You're applying a template after a site's created. But oh. what it's saying is it's going to create the site, and on your first visit, it'll say, hey, do you want to apply a template to this? Uh, but you can also apply it to an existing site. So you can mm. uh, apply after you've been using it for a while, right? So you're going to be able to use this, whether it's a new site or an existing site. Um, and so you're going to be able to preview the template before you use the template. And I'm going to pop these images out just so we can see. Is that a live preview? So, or is it, this is 
roughly what it will look like on a site i think this is a preview of what it is in dog food what mm. i mean by dog food, i think i think this is what microsoft is using right now before they roll it out so i do think that's what this is um mm. maybe it's better if we're over on this side uh so you'll be able to select a template so they'll have certain templates that microsoft is providing to you um straight out of the box and uh, you'll be able to select these different templates. They all come with the content on the page and, and the various things that were required for that content. But the I think one of the biggest things we're going to be here is this little tab that isn't really talked about very much mm. in the documentation, nor is it talked about in this message, is templates from your organization. This is huge because you're going to be able to create templates now, is this going to be the, the way we have to create templates now? Maybe. Are they going to have some sort of way of creating templates in the UI in the future? I don't know, but that would be great. But still, we can create our own templates and make them available to everyone. Yes, this is awesome. Mm. You know, you can create a project template. You can create a department site template. You can create a um, an initiatives template, you know, uh, whatever. I mean, it's that's where I think there's going to be a lot of power with this one. I hope you I hope you know that I'm excited about this because I am. Um, well, I can tell. I can tell. <laughs> so, um, like I said, rolling out, uh, we're going to have some templates that are going to be available. Department, Leadership Connection, Learning Portal, uh, Learning Center, Showcase, uh, Topic, which are two that we kind of have now, right? When you're selecting, creating one, Showcase and Topic, and Blank. And then we're also going to have team site templates. Um, mm. So uh, you can read up. There's some uh, learning here you can do on how, you know, this process will work. The, again, though, it's very not clear <laughs> on how you're going to add templates to the organization selection. Is it something you do in the, in the SharePoint admin center? Is it something you do in a certain site collection? We don't know. Do you do it by PowerShell? Um, this mm. is something we talked about in our clubhouse session, actually late last week, right, Daryl? Um, so we, yeah, uh, I think people were generally excited about it, but we just don't know um, what it'll look like uh, right now. Yeah, well, the other thing we talked about on that session in Clubhouse was whether we can apply these templates to the team site behind a Microsoft team. Um, now, you would think that because it is a SharePoint site, then these rules apply. I might want to apply a style of a template mm -hmm. for the purpose of um, collaboration. Yeah. But we did get into a discussion on the clubhouse then about the two camps of well, why would you even do that when all your collaboration and functionalities and teams SharePoint's just there for document storages one camp that people are in then there's the other camp of people that are like hey let's just make use of this site behind the scenes because it's got all that power and we can have all these pages and apps and panels and stuff that we can bring into teams sure but we've got to put them in place to start with so yeah. i'll be interested to see how that plays out too yeah and and because team team site templates are available i would say it is supported to utilize these on those uh the mm. the sites that are backing the group uh, so yeah um i'm looking forward to it and i look forward to demoing it and helping organizations adopt it <laughs> so next up i i saw this wacky video of this 
kind of an oddball on Twitter who took a picture of himself and then used Microsoft Teams mobile to Mm -hmm. make that his background. Yeah. And then he slid into the, the frame. Yeah. Who would do that? Yeah, that that was me. Uh, Look, I even, I even have the same t-shirt on that I, that I used for that. Cause you know, anyway, um, Customized backgrounds for Microsoft Teams mobile when you're attending meetings or you're joining calls. This is MC249625. Um, it's sure something that we've got used to doing from our desktop, and some people love it, some people avoid it, some people just prefer to use Blur. But seeing it come in through mobile has been interesting. Um, it is currently rolling out. So even though it says it is coming to mobile devices. They've already started delivering it to iOS. Began early April, um, completed, uh, yeah, in a few days' time, apparently, and Android will come uh, starting early May. Um, To see it in action, it it was fun to play with. So as Daniel said, I'd created a little video. I've also put a few things together about reactions, thoughts, and opinions. I'll share a few of them now. When you have a background, and it is this webcam, for example, I can put a background and the AI cuts me out and puts me over the top of that background. Great. Sometimes you get mixed results there. Hey, Daniel, it's sometimes the lighting is not great. So it makes you look all kind of washed out compared to what you've got and your arm goes missing, all that sort of stuff. Now, we've had background blur in mobile, um, background replacement on desktop, the background is fixed. The camera is fixed. So as I'm moving around, um, the background's not going to move. When you've got your mobile, um, your camera will move. And that was the thing I was trying to illustrate with this crazy little video on Twitter and LinkedIn as well, is, is that's one of the downsides, that you've got this fixed background. Not many people are going to be holding their phone for very long attending that meeting. Um and be able to hold that camera. Some will get their arm tired and it'll drift a bit. And this happens already anyway. You get to see up the nose of some very important people because they've still got their video on. So there's a few tips, you know, check out check out the video that I've published. I'll drop it in the, um, the uh, card at the top there of the video. Um, but that's, yeah, rolling out soon to Android. Um, one other thing to add to this, if you are an organization that has uh, controlled the use of backgrounds uh, to the point where you're only allowing blur, or maybe you're allowing blur plus the standard backgrounds that are available out of the box, there are the same backgrounds available out of the box on mobile, then you know that, that policy that you have in place is going to still control that same experience within mobile. If you want to allow people to create their own custom backgrounds, which is where the fun begins. Um, And I say it's the fun because now you have the camera that you can use to capture the background that you might want to use. Um, You need to adjust that policy so that it allows all uh, all backgrounds, um, all types. What was it? I think I've written that down here somewhere. All filters Mm -hmm. is is the the, uh, switch for the PowerShell command. So yeah, and I, I feel like mobile is the perfect uh, example or specimen for you, for the policy of have your video on at the beginning of a meeting, but then 
if it's not just a video only meeting, you know, something's being shown or whatever, mm. I would suggest turning your video off anyway. Uh, I, mm. for the vast majority of my meetings on mo where people have been mobile, it's been very distracting. And I keep saying things like distracting for, for meetings. And, and I'm also say that about custom backgrounds sometimes, um, mm. because the point isn't you, you're not the point. Your background is not the point. The point is supposed to be whatever you're discussing or whatever is being shown, um, to, and you know, whether it's a PowerPoint or something else, that's the point, not, not your custom background, uh, not your shaky video because you're on mobile. Mm. And like Daryl says, you're, you're getting tired holding it up. Um, so just be mindful of that. If you're joining on mobile, sometimes you have to, sometimes you're mobile or you want to go take a walk. Great. But people don't want to see your phone doing, you know, shaking because you're, you know, with every step you take, um, every move you make. Um, you know, we'll, we'll be watching you. We'll be watching you. <laughs> now we, we were talking off the air about YouTube striking us for, um, potentially <laughs> having copyrighted content. Not that. Um, I just, well, I said to you, Daniel, that <laughs> no one would ever recognize what we were singing or saying anyway. So yeah. I don't think we're at risk with that one at I, all. I don't think so either. Maybe um, we should put the accreditation down in the in the description of the video when you just just to be fair. We shouldn't. Oh, okay. I don't know. I don't think we should. Never mind. Daniel, um yep. tell me. Tell me what's what's the other thing that has been <laughs> There we go. It's on the screen. Introduced and it's an interesting thing this week. Yes. Around rewards. Microsoft search colon earn Microsoft rewards when using a work or school account. MC two four nine seven seven five. So, uh, if you have a Microsoft personal account, then you can now you can earn rewards by doing searches using Bing, right? So if you if you're logged in using your Microsoft account and you go on Bing and you do a search, you can earn points for you know using Bing. You can uh, earn points for doing quizzes and fun stuff like that. And you can turn those points into uh, for gift cards for, you know, for Best Buy or for the Microsoft Store or for um, mm. you can do donations to charity and stuff like that. So it's a, it's a fun little program. And in fact, it worked on me uh, when I signed up for it initially, uh, when they were given all these promotions and all that. I'm like, yeah, let's do it. Bing is now my default search engine. Um, because I get rewards and now I've gotten used to Bing. Sometimes I go over to the other provider that may get more search results than Bing, but, um, and, and, you know, check results and all that, that fine. But Bing is now my default. So they won, they won that, that bout. Um, but for this one, they're basically saying, uh, you're going to be able to toggle for your tenant, uh, on April 10th. Um, allowing the connection and then May 10th, allowing the rewards being available for people to earn points when they do those searches using Microsoft search. Remember we're when we're using Microsoft search powered by Bing, we are actually encountering content from internal and external. Uh, it's all secure. We've talked about this before, but, um, but now they're going to allow us to earn points or earn rewards um, in for, you know, 
this connection. I, I don't see a need of it. I really don't. I don't see why an organization would turn this on. I, I don't understand why you would use this. It's all for Microsoft's benefit, really, to encourage more. Just like they got me, they want to get everyone mm. else. And, you know, far more people are using uh, Microsoft 365 accounts to do searches, I think, than are using Bing for personal searches. <laughs> maybe. Mm. Or maybe it's a it's just a big big um, amount of users. They just want to encourage people to use it anyway. So in the message, we have a, uh, where you're going to be able to switch us on. So you're going to go to services in your admin center and Bing rewards right there. So you can choose to allow their uh, accounts to be um, seen, you know, have to a, a rewards account. And you're going to be able to have this checkbox that says allow users to connect their Azure AD and Microsoft rewards accounts so this will be um you know if they have an existing account they can link it and be able to uh, to do that so um i'm just not a, a huge fan of this i don't know why other than just promoting microsoft's product yeah um look i think it's a bit like frequent flyer miles in one sense that yes if you're using flight miles or loyalty programs and and you're flying for work then you know some places allow you to get that benefit and this is one way to get the benefit of searching and earning points i don't think though you're gonna it wasn't really clear to me whether you're going to get points for searching stuff in your own organization congratulations today you use microsoft search to search for that document that um yeah <laughs> that you couldn't find any other way yeah That'd be interesting. I, I think it's more like you performed a search and then you clicked on something that wasn't in your organization or something. I, I really don't know be, how. It has to be that. They don't, there wasn't yeah. that much detail on how all that's going to work, but I think that's what it is. Something like that. And the the points that say, I mean, you're speaking from your experience, you, your points are underneath your Microsoft account, your you know private account. Um, is it about linking your Microsoft account to your business account? And therefore, yeah, yeah right. so it's not, you know, um, let me bring, you're not starting in another pile of, of rewards underneath your work. <laughs> right. Um, it says users who have personal accounts can earn rewards points in connection with their work searches. Yeah. So you're yeah. going to link okay. the rewards account that you have already. So you have to have a personal mm. account um, to link it to your your companies now what information your company is going to see i don't know um mm. it doesn't give us that information like is my organization going to see that my account is linked and see my personal email address i would think yeah because of all the shopping that you do during your uh, lunch break I, um I, thanks i i would <laughs> think that my organization is not going to be able to see that but i don't i i, I would that's what I'm going to assume the way Microsoft usually works. They won't show that uh, to my organization. Will they say that I have linked an account, a rewards account? Maybe, you know, I, I, I don't, there's no details about that um, mm. on here on the announcement whatsoever. Uh, all right. So moving uh, quickly right along, um, let's talk m about iOS again. Do you want to? Yeah, there's a lot happening in mobile for, the, for this mm -hmm. week's uh, messages. 
Um, for Outlook for iOS, uh, there is a feature that's been around, well, iOS in general, for a, for a while there's been a feature where you can press and hold certain buttons and it'll give you a context menu. Um, and this was, I think it was removed from iPhone X or iPhone, I forget which version. That was iOS 14, 13, I forget. Are you making stuff up? Um, that's, that, no, 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 they took it out. <laughs> they took it out because yes. it was... It was not being used so much, uh, and they took out that 3D touch capability for screens. But the press and hold gesture is still around for iOS and is used by some apps. So they're bringing this now into Outlook for iOS. Um, you can press and hold the Outlook for iOS button on your screen, and it'll give you a few choices. But now they're bringing it into the app. So on screen, what Daniel's got there is, if you press and hold the new message button, you will see new event, book workspace, and ask Cortana. Before I go any further too, this was message MC249609. So proud, Daniel, you didn't have to remind me. Um, what, nice to see that there's this option there. There's a few other apps I've recently found where in the app itself, there's been this functionality hiding for a little while. Daniel, I think your point was, are people going to know that it's there? How How is this going to be discovered? Yeah, I'm assuming and hoping that they're going to have a little pop-up once you get the, the new version mm. of this app to say, hey, you can press and hold this to get more options. Uh, I would yeah. hope that they're going to do that because if not, I would think this feature will never be used unless people yeah. are watching our show. And they go, hey, Daniel and Daryl said to do this. And yeah, and it becomes it. a becomes a habit. Yeah. Yeah. Now I, I know it's not a, a big feature, but it did open up some discussion for me and some thoughts around one of those options there called Book a Workspace. Now this was something that uh, was made available uh, for Exchange last year, um, where you can add another resource type for a mailbox. We've had bookable resources. We've had meeting rooms. Now there's book a workspace or workspace is an option. And uh, here in New Zealand, we've been able to go back to work for some time on and off. We've had a few different COVID lockdowns, but we're already experiencing the effects of hybrid work and the change in the way that people choose to work on certain days and not for others. Flow on effect for that is that some organizations realize they don't need as much floor space. So there's the, the condensing and reconciliation of how many desks and floors they need to have, uh, which now requires you to um, try and plan for how those desks are used uh, based on who's in the office at the time. Flip side of that, which we also experienced early on, was as you're coming back from um, that lockdown, we also had some rules and regulations around space that was available around people so there were supposed to be less desks anyway to reduce the risk of infection. All of these reasons require you to coordinate that, and that's why you've got that book or workspace option. So nice to see it come into iOS. Some of you might already be using this feature via Outlook on the web or um, from the Outlook on the desktop when you go to schedule something, you just add the workspace like you would a, um, a meeting room. But uh, yeah, good good to see that there. Uh, I think yeah, there's there's Ask Cortana, so that's going to be a thing too, uh, a way of triggering that off, and that opens up a whole other conversation. But um, I think that is due to come 
early April, so it should be rolling out now. I went looking today. It doesn't seem to be available to me in the New Zealand Apple App Store, but um, maybe by the end of April I'll see that there. Good, good. Wonderful. Um, Daniel, do you yes. have – you've got one more one that you can talk about around uh, Teams and uh, Absolutely. backgrounds again. Yes, backgrounds again. Uh, this is Microsoft Teams introducing organization-wide backgrounds preview. MC249777. So currently your users can replace the background with various backgrounds that Microsoft provides or that they provide if you, like Daryl mentioned, if you allow that. Um, however, what this is bringing is a in preview feature um, is the ability for backgrounds to be supplied across the organization. And meaning you can say, here's our backgrounds, our official backgrounds for you to use. I, and I actually think this is a great idea for all of the background poo-pooing I do. Um, you know, I think this, if you're going to use backgrounds, you want people to use them, have some standards. Now, mm. will that make some meetings boring where you're meeting with 10 people internally and that everyone has the same background? Maybe, but, um, but anyway, so this is uh, rollout begins late April and completed late uh, May. But the biggest thing that I want to talk about this is that this is something that requires the advanced communications add-on. Mm. So uh, for those that are familiar with this advanced communications add-on for Microsoft Teams, there was when it first came out, there were several things that you had to have this for, like large live events you had to have this like the mass and then large meetings you had to have this for the people who were scheduling these meetings however because of covid microsoft has actually increased live events and increased live uh, meetings so that uh, more people can join and have easier use of teams and so you didn't need the advanced communications license so this uh, is a new feature that you will need to use that add-on for. Um, now, I am not a licensing expert, and I don't want to—I don't claim to be. But basically, uh, the way I believe this works, the advanced communication add-on is people who are adding the feature, who are managing the feature that requires this license, have to have the license. Not everyone. I think yeah. that's the way it's going to work. So, meaning. I, as the person who creates these custom backgrounds for the organization, then um, they will they will need the license, but um, not everybody would need the you know, yeah, add-on. Yeah, that's right? a fair question because um, for those other scenarios, and I'd say just going back to those larger live events and larger meetings, um, I think the license is still going to apply, but what Microsoft have extended is that free period. So to get to a point where you will need those advanced licenses, I believe. For this one, um, yes, you would hope that uh, people who want to use the standardized custom background that has been deployed to the whole org hopefully don't have to have a license just to use a special background because we'll just sidestep that and stick it somewhere else, you know, really. Right. Well, <laughs> you could sidestep it by saying, hey, everybody, go get this thing and use it as your background, and if you don't, you're in trouble. Um, so... I agree, but I actually like this centralized. I think this mm. is a great thing to do 
Um, if you're going to have backgrounds and for uh, for branding your organization, I would suggest you not have one. You know, have several of them. Um, mm -hmm. Uh, you know, and I'm not saying force everybody to use only yours, but I think it's a great thing to to allow people to use. Uh, I will say the advanced communications add-on, at least in my tenant, there are three ways you can get it. One is mm -hmm. you can pay $5 per month. That's the first one. Um, so you can pay $5 a month or you can pay $60 a year. I, it's the same. Yes, it's the same price. The second thing is you can get a 60-day trial, and it is a trial, but it's a full version trial. And the third one is you can get a 180-day trial. So maybe if you want to try this, get the 180-day one. Um, mm. And you can get up to 25 licenses, I think, when you get that trial um, for it. There's other features, and we don't really have time to dive into what the advanced communications add-on gets you, but there's other things it does get you right now some policy things and anyway, I'm not going to dive into it when I said I wasn't going to dive into it. So I'm not going to, but please do your research. Um, Such restraint. Okay. I'll tell you. No, I'm just joking. Right. <laughs> Fine. You twisted what? my arm. We have some quick mentions uh, and Daryl's going to do both of them. And then when he do have a callback uh, yep. and I think it's a very interesting callback. Uh, so let's do some quick mentions. Daryl, what about team yeah. live events? uh okay well there's a few of them there actually um <laughs> should we should we do the one about anonymous presenters quickly no we should do the opt-in for no, live events okay, since i have it right let's do the, let's do the opt-in oh, i'm totally changing the plan right now um the opt-in for live events all right so uh, today when you do a live event within microsoft teams it's all within the team's desktop in fact you have to run it there uh, I have come across situations where we've had people who tried to join from uh, Chromebooks and for some reason they couldn't be part of the event. Um, as a producer, you definitely have to use Teams on desktop, and but it's encompassed right within the full Teams. There's no other way to go off to do anything else, like go and explore a team or go in and find documents or find conversations. Once you're in the live event, that's it. You're in the live event. This feature, MC... 249608 lets you pop that producer experience out to a separate window. Much like we're doing today with meetings, you can pop out that experience as a producer. Now, um, <laughs> that requires, if you want to opt in, that requires you to send an email. Uh, now, that's the thing that Dan and I have think it's a bit funny. Like we're, we're starting to see a pattern here where sometimes features are released where they don't have the on switch or the opt-out switch in the case of uh, promoting um, Teams' personal banners. Right. Um, send an email yeah. to the appropriate product group and and support, and we will turn it on or turn it off for you. Um, a little disappointing. But that's uh, going to be, well, it's available now, apparently, if you want to request if it. You, yeah, if you, opt, if you want to send that email now, people, send it in. Yep. And you'll be able to. requests. That's Teams Live Events requests. Yes. Uh, at Microsoft.com. So let's talk um, about next, um, the next one is allowing anonymous presenters in Teams Live Events, MC249250. This is something we actually wanted to talk about last week as a callback. We wanted to show it to you because it showed up in my tenant. I'm like, oh, I want to show it. And then it wasn't there anymore. Um, so apparently they pulled it back, and but then they're going to roll it out again. 
So rollout will begin in mid-April and completed by the end of May. Um, and this is really that allowing anonymous, so this is not guests, this is anonymous, people to present. And so when you go to uh, create the meeting, you'll be able to select allow um, external presenters. That's It doesn't even mm -hmm. say anonymous on it. It says external presenters. Um, and you'll be able to select that. I think it's fantastic because it enables that functionality with a an event to where you don't have to have, you know, people, oh, well, you need to sign up to be a guest in my tenant or you need to you need to have a Microsoft 365 account and join the event. You don't need to do that. It can you can have yeah. a more inclusive um, event. Um, so I, I think that's that's spot on. Uh, I think it's awesome. Definitely. So uh, the next one is at about attachments in Outlook yep. on the web. You want to cover that? Yep. So um, the best way to understand this is when Daniel shows the screenshot. Um, but when we're in Outlook on the web, we have attachments that we see in email. And today you um, can click on an attachment. I think you can still click and open that attachment and work on a document live while you're still in the email. So that's kind of nice. But um, really, this message, MC249244, uh, is about bringing that together, that functionality together with some other choices you might make for an attachment, um, such as you are uh, trying to um, preview the document, edit in browser, which we can see, edit in desktop, save to OneDrive, and download. So it's all within that drop-down menu, and it keeps it all nice and simple. Um, you yeah, see the examples there of being able to open up and work on that document while you're still in the email, uh, and that is still quite useful. So that is rolling out uh, to targeted release beginning uh, mid-April, expected to complete late April, standard release early May, finished by mid-May. Government and Germany will be rolling out late, early June and expect to, expect to complete uh, roll out mid June. I love it. I love seeing announcements that have, you know, calling out government and special tenants. I'm yeah. I'm all for that. Uh, I think it's great. Yeah. Do you, should we cover these other two? Let's let's do it real quick. Um, yeah. This is organization logos in Outlook for iOS and Android MC two four nine six two six. If your organization has defined a logo and the admin. So, um, then you're in admin center, you're going to be able to show that same logo will show for mobile and uh, iOS and Android. And I'm going to show this real quick. So it'll show up uh, for you so that this is really helpful because I as a user will be able to see is this the organization that I'm mm. working, you know, I'll see my organization. Now, I think this is what this is really helpful for is uh, two cases. One for if you're using Outlook and you have two accounts, uh, like have a work and a personal, then you'll it'll definitely, okay, this is my work. But then also if you have multiple Microsoft 365, then it'll show because, uh, you know, you'll be able to di differentiate those. Um, so that's where well, I it, think Well, it's actually only going to work with one work account? No, that's what I mean. That's what I'm saying. And so... Oh, okay. Um, we'll... Uh, so... You're saying the Outlook client only uses one work? You can have multiple accounts right. um, from different tenants, but the right. the logo trick is only going to work for one account. Exactly. Exactly. So that's what I'm saying. So you'll yeah. be able to see your work. Um, so, yeah. So cool. I think that's... Well, it's been a good security feature for, for yes. 
calling out like when you see a message like on the screen you got there one from daisy phillips i know that there's a picture there of daisy yeah. but if that was sent to someone external that a company using that logo would see this is from the contoso logo yeah. for example and it's a security thing we know it's genuinely from that company so that's the yeah. same mechanism they're using to bring this into the outlook ios well i'm, and I'm what i'm really liking the problem is is that if you when you're creating a message the the text of what account you're sending it from is very oh, yeah. very faint and mm. so when you're creating you know, you multiple personal work or whatever it's nice that when i'm creating i'll see that company logo up there and know i'm sending it from my company account that's mm. i'm 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 really excited about that um so that will um so that is what, early may completed late june yes yes Oh, callback time. Yes, callback time. So I am thoroughly excited. Am I? I guess I am. I'm thoroughly excited to talk about this one. This is uh, introducing a SharePoint app bar that features global navigation MC240066. Uh, it is now live uh, for those of you that are... Um, uh, targeted tenant. Now I'm going to talk about what kind of targeted because frankly, um, and if, let me see, is there any way I can zoom in over here? There we go. Look at there. There it is on the left for those watching the video, but having a SharePoint app bar, the way I did this was I used PowerShell to designate what is my home site. And when I do that, then on that home site, I get a option in the settings uh, gear that says global navigation. And we talked about this in the show. The problem is, is that in the message, it talks about it's going to release it for targeted tenant, both individual and organization. Now, what does that mean? Well, that you have three settings for your release preferences in a tenant for Microsoft 365, right, Daryl? You have mm. uh, standard. You have targeted yep. for the organization. So that's everyone. The whole organization. The whole. And then the third mm -hmm. is targeted for individual or group, really, because you can find a bunch of people in that. Mm -hmm. Well, I did not get this wonderful app bar because, and I didn't, and the way I knew I wasn't getting it is because in that settings gear, there was no global navigation option. I, it was missing. And I was like, what in the world's going on? Mm. it's because I was set to targeted release for my whole tenant, even though yeah. it says it's supposed to be rolling out to them. And I did see the app bar at one point and then it went away. Um, so someone said on Twitter, Hey, you know, if you switch it, actually I got uh, from Vlad Katanescu. He told me, Hey, if uh, you switch it to targeted user, then it'll show up and it did now it took a couple hours but it showed up and so i now my this my demo tenant is set to targeted for me so that's just a key for you here it, it's showing up um you know so i've defined my global navigation i get the wonderful and this is on all of my sharepoint sites i see this um app bar now only i see it because <laughs> my i'm set now targeted to only me um but 
that's that's what we have i have access to my sites and my news items show here so this is uh pretty fancy stuff i like it um it is um it is exactly what was promised this kind of global navigation across your sites and i'm i'm liking it um i i will say yes it does if you have any sort of, sort of third party that's uh, application that's using that top space it does cause it can cause some overlay issues and such so you might want to disable it um you know and not use the app bar for a while so anyway uh any thoughts daryl on this i came across the same experience and it was only because i was trying to set it up to get viva connections working within mm. teams um same thing had to switch that to targeted release for individuals and groups and boom mm. there it was uh, yeah it's a pity that we, we weren't told that level of detail or it wasn't clarified in the message but you know eventually getting it that's that's cool to see and it's setting us up for the next phase of viva connections which is mid-year when we start to see some of those other dashboard bits and pieces. I wanted to quickly show everyone on the video, but if you're on, in your admin center and you go to under settings and you go to org settings and then the organization profile tab, you click on release preferences and that's where you're going to select the, from the three options. Okay, standard release, target release for everyone and target release for selected users. Now, if this is your production tenant, don't change this now without... <laughs> Without thinking through some of your, you know, um, and without thinking through some of what the implications are, uh, you know, don't just yeah. go and switch it for the app bar just for you because, again, just just think it through. We're not telling you to switch it on right now, but that's uh, but that's how you get it for now. Awesome. There you go. I this I I hope you felt my energy, people, because I had some. I was excited about this week. Uh, I was excited about the show. Uh, got some really good uh, SharePoint items. And, you know, I love SharePoint. Got some great Teams items. I love Teams. And then Daryl was really excited about linking his rewards account with Microsoft Search. So. I, yeah. Yeah, I am. Yeah, no, that's right. Um, I don't, actually don't even know if, if rewards pays out for anyone outside the u.s so i haven't even looked that closely at it so that's a whole other show um maybe we'll find it what it is and put it in the description make sure you join uh the our clubhouse our club on clubhouse we've had some interesting conversations this past week about some of these items and and just hearing what people thought so love for you to join us there make sure you give us a follow on Twitter and LinkedIn and Facebook at 365MCS. Anything else? No, we it's need to like, mention? well, I'll just add to that. I know that we, we publish our show as a podcast, but think of that clubhouse as your podcast on your commute home. Tune in, listen to it. Um, if you do feel the need to share an opinion, raise your hand and we'll, we'll throw you off. I'll throw you up there with off mute. Um, but <laughs> we'll yeah, throw it's... you off if you if you we'll want throw you to speak. off. We'll kick you off. No, we want to, we want to hear from you. Daryl's exactly right. We and it's not just us sitting here talking. It you know get engaged and and we'd love to hear from you and and some of your perspectives can be part of the show as well. Um, so we'd love to hear from you. All right, well, that's uh, this week's week. episode uh, one ninety. It, it is one ninety. It's a grand old number. Ha. 
Thank you everyone for joining us. We will catch you uh, this week at in our club and clubhouse. Uh, you can be looking forward to that. Uh, and we'll see you next week. Bye for now, everyone. See ya.